motherfucker that only sleeps too It doesn't matter just what I do The more you want something, the farther away it gets And I'm spending all my time thinking about this And now I'm writing it down Cause I'm hoping it'll stick Welcome to They Them There's, a monthly non-binary discussion podcast. We're tiny, non-viny, and whiny. <laughs> My name is Rain, and I use they, them pronouns. My name is Casey, and I use they, them pronouns. <laughs> I've been looking forward to that for, like, four days. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's gonna be the episode that's title. So... <laughs> that's so good. You have no idea. I was just like full of strange <laughs> energy in the lead up to saying like... that. Oh my god. <laughs> I should have said we's we's tiny, non-binding, and whiny, but... Wow. Um, That was incredible. Yeah. Hi, Rain. How are you? (laughs) Great. Thank (laughs) you for that gift. You're welcome. Hi, Casey. Happy spring forward. Oh, yes. It is. (laughs) You you are totally ready for it. it It's the most evil day of the year. Where we lose an hour for no real reason. I can't. It's it's not even something all of America does. It's not, I know like, certain certain states have just said no. We're not doing this. this I know. Nonsense I know. It's wild. Um, it's actually like I have a friend who is um a sleep scientist basically, and she told mm. me that the like our loss of sleep like nationwide is mm-hmm. like results in so many heart attacks and traffic accidents in the in the Are following days yeah yeah wow yeah like there's like an uptick i mean not like a 90 percent uptick or anything like that just small but statistically significant uptick in things like that that's, just because of one still really one interesting hour, one hour less sleep Sleep is crazy wow. important. Everybody, it is. If you, I, I want nobody to be ashamed of sleeping a lot. When I was a depressed child, my my parents would get mad at me all the time for being sleepy, and I just want to say, if you're sleepy, you're valid. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Also, if you if you if you fall asleep in weird places, you're valid. There've been so many times where I was. So perfectly warm or bored that I just absolutely conked out. And I got yelled at a lot for that. (laughs) Do you remember that picture you took of me where I'm like, when me and Dylan were at your place, I fell asleep on them and they covered my entire face with their giant hand? (laughs) You two, yeah. Such a good photo. Oh, man. It looked like a Renaissance painting. You two were both completely conked out. I was so high <laughs> that I asked Dylan. I was like, I don't know if you know this, but I was, I whispered to Dylan, am I a, am I a human being? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> Something along yes, those lines. You are. Dylan had to be like, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dylan. Dylan rules. Uh, Dylan and I exchange 
TikToks every day. I know. They told me. <laughs> Dylan is my TikTok friend. I don't, I don't, I'm not exposed to TikTok in any way unless Dylan sends me something. I'm, I'm also that friend for certain people on my side of the state. I really, I appreciate it. Uh, it's really brave how much time I put in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dylan sent me one yesterday that was like, a joke about being too high and playing Magic the Gathering, and I'm like, that's me. <laughs> oh, I saw something that was, um, if our interests had a baby, and it was the world's tiniest Magic the Gathering card deck. <laughs> oh, I love that. I mean, I love, I love it too. I didn't get it. I exercised restraint, but I was just like, ooh. <laughs> That's, Look at it. <laughs> that's not a hybrid of our interests. I mean, I guess it is a hybrid of our interests, but I am also obsessed with tiny things and have been my whole life. I actually just bought like a big felting starter kit so that I could make little little guys. Yes. It's too bad that uh, this didn't happen like three years ago because I definitely had some needle felting supplies that I gave away. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's fine. I'm really excited about it. Uh, Anyways, what are you gonna make? Anyways, what are we what are we here to talk about? Gender stuff? <laughs> um, I guess so. You got anything? Uh, we'll see. You got any gender stuff? <laughs> Bro, you got any gender? Yo, you got any gender? Uh, yes, I have some gender things, and then I just have some 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 stuff that could I guess be classified as rain things. Just yeah, like little rain things. Okay, wait, we'll sorry. See. Just an aside. You remember that guy who was like, "It's not pronounced GIF. It's pronounced GIF." You mean the creator of GIF? Yes. Yes. I just wish someone would come out and be like, it's not gender, it's gender. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want that? I don't know. <laughs> I just had that. I just had that thought. That would be really funny. That would be really funny. Go on. What were you saying? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That was not a worthy interruption. Did you just mispronounce my gender? <laughs> Man, Casey got jokes today. Yeah. So, okay, TikTok, great segue. This is the this is the gay queer thing I wanted to talk about. There are so many just very great, wonderful, diverse queer people who make really, really great TikToks. Yeah, <laughs> and it's awesome. It felt it feels really good to just see a bunch of different people, and I think that is definitely due to the pandemic. You know, not seeing anyone other than like the people. I work with and the person I live with. Mm -hmm. Just like seeing a bunch of different faces has been really fun and it's just made me feel really good. Yeah. Cheerful queers on TikTok. Ooh. It's, yeah. It's Making delightful. jokes. Did you see there was that one that was like, why do people get mad at me for being trans? I do stuff that's way worse. And then they eat a purple <laughs> strawberry, like the green part too. <laughs> Yeah, see stuff like that. <laughs> that's like, my I'm not favorite. I'm not gonna see that when I'm driving to work. I know, that's, I'm like, just that's like delightful. That, that is fucking me. I'm like, forget the gender <laughs> shit. I'm an asshole. <laughs> There's um yeah, oh do you follow Robin Tran on uh Twitter? No. Joe, put in a, a cool keyboard noise. <laughs> I just did it for you. Okay, uh Robin Tran 04. She is a stand-up comedian uh, who is trans, obviously. Uh -huh. Why would we be talking about her? And she she did a joke that was absolutely like that energy 
where it's just like I don't I don't want people to like give me shit because I'm trans. I want people to give me shit because I'm an asshole or something <laughs> like that. It's just like Yeah. It's uh It's like it's all tr- all this fuss you're putting in about my gender, you're forgetting what's important. My terrible personality. <laughs> I'm a dirtbag. <laughs> trans rights please (laughs) recognize our bad personalities (laughs) you just want to be on the same playing field as every other shitty person yeah is that so much to ask please (laughs) yeah so i've been seeing a bunch of a bunch of great people i've been learning a bunch from some creators from like the deaf community and the disabled community things like that just like learning about things i wasn't aware of i learned that uh i was i'm gonna say the term because i was unaware that this was a a term that had its roots in (laughs) just like direct relation to slavery but the term grandfathered in um i learned is just like a racist term with roots to slavery and so i was like oh that's a term that i've grown up using and i think i used it last week cool i'm not gonna say that anymore how does it relate to slavery? Uh, I will put a link to the creator's TikTok so that they can get more views and let them explain. Hmm. That's a good idea. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a really good video. And I've also been learning about uh, TikTok actively like suppressing people who aren't skinny and white like in their videos. They take down videos of larger people wearing like swimwear or athletic wear things like that Mm. so yeah like like anything that brings us joy uh, in this day and age it also has a horrible dark side i mean yeah it's also a hor. it's like a you know anything that is (laughs) made for it's a app (laughs) yeah it's an app it's made for profit yeah so i haven't been enjoying the stuff i've been like learning some of the cool cute people i've been seeing it is a huge time sink if you (laughs) aren't good at pulling yourself away from your phone yeah that's (laughs) see i i can't get into shit like that because because don't do it then don't do it just like let let dylan send you the good stuff (laughs) exactly i i hate being on twitter i don't even have the twitter app on my phone i go to the browser on my phone and it works bad Uh, (laughs) i love the internet though i mean despite what i just said i do love the internet for the queer people it brings me you know yes none of that would have happened if if i didn't have the internet you know like i'd i'd probably still be straight married (laughs) (laughs) and all that if i had if i had not like Received an email one day from a mysterious cardamonier uh, <laughs> asking me to be friends. <laughs> and it was all uphill from there. <laughs> oh, man. Wonder how many people owe their egg crack to cardamonier. So many. Oh, my God. Because, <laughs> I mean, because of her, like, she gets, I mean, she gets fucking messages on the daily that are like, thank you so much. <laughs> Oh yeah, she's amazing. She is amazing. She's so honest. How 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 else you been? Today I've been really good. I my ADHD has been doing some good things for me, and I've been like cleaning a bunch. Nice. I think it's because of the the sun too. Oh my god, yeah, the sun is making me crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I'm like, I feel like a lizard, like a happy little lizard, right? 
I just want to scurry up a wall. You should. Man, I was thinking the other day, bugs really have that on us. Wall scurrying? Yeah. Like, they can go up and down walls. They can crawl on ceilings. Like, gravity doesn't apply to them so much. I mean, because they're tiny. Why is... Why? Oh. Yeah. Um, Bugs. But, oh, how cool would that be? I mean, I guess that's the fantasy of Spider-Man. I guess? I think for a lot of people it would be, like, the swinging, but... Climbing up a wall. For you, it's the wall climbing, huh? Yeah. That's that's sick as hell. I mean, every time I see a little centipede just go, like, I don't know. I'm like, you have, your brain is microscopic. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I sit. Head, head empty, wall scurry. And yet I sit in envy. Um. <laughs> Please, please comment in the Discord what part of Spider-Man's powers are appealing to you when you listen to this. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just have to try and remember that I asked you to do this. <laughs> There's going to be a bunch of people going, okay, this part of Spider-Man, I'm going to be like, ah, what did I do? <laughs> you are, <laughs> yes, yes, true, true. For me, yeah, for me, I think it would, well, not the swinging because I'm afraid of heights, but I would... I would like shoot webs and then yank things to me. Ah, uh, that—that's what I would be doing. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Speaking of sun, speaking of the sun being out, uh-huh. I've been uh, going to one of one or two of these local parks on my lunch breaks at work and taking a little walk, and uh, I found a knife on the ground. <laughs> Wait, what kind of knife? It's like a big steak knife. Oh. That I found under some bushes. Interesting. Yeah, so I it looked pretty clean, but I just had this, like, I don't know, compulsion where I was like, if I don't take it, someone else is going to take it, and I don't want that, <laughs> so I have to take it. Because it's dangerous. I mean, no, just because it's, like, a thing that shouldn't be in a park. Yeah. Like, it's trash, yeah. you know? The park doesn't need a, a knife. Not like that. No. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> But so now I have it. Now it's my now it's my problem. One of many. So, but I don't know what to do with it. I don't. I don't know if I should have left it. I just wanted to tell you about it, and one I wondered what you would have done if you had been like mm, a steak knife while you were at the park. I would throw it away. I would take it to a garbage can and throw it in the garbage can. I should probably do that, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> it's pretty open and shut case. Pretty sensible of you kind of expected that's why they call me casey fuck man <laughs> it's like three zingers out of you today yeah just kidding they call me casey because i asked them to and they respect that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the sun is is giving me zingers maybe i don't know i also like hung out with a friend yesterday for the first time in oh you're high on the energy of other people yeah um i hung out with my good beautiful friend jonathan for like a long ass time we went on a six mile walk and my wow hurt so bad <laughs> did you find anything cool uh yeah i don't know if you saw the picture of the dog that i posted oh this freaky nice. fucking looking dog kind of like i don't know if it's like a Pekingese. Or some kind of French bulldog, but... I did see that. I didn't realize that you... I just assumed that was, like, a fr- some friend of yours' no, dog. No, isn't that rude that I posted a stranger's dog? But I was just like, that dog. Like, I, I like, 
I liked its color palette. It just looks exactly like Falcor from Neverending Story. It's like one of those luck dragon looking dogs that has like, instead of a black nose, has like a bright pink nose, like a bright pink mouth. Hmm. Anyways, saw a dog, hung out with Jonathan, talked a bunch. Yeah. So I'm still feeling that. Uh, I have some stuff to talk about <laughs> if you want if you want to hear me talk about it. I do. Okay. First of all, I just want to say, I mean, I feel like our our audience is already an anime watching audience, wouldn't you say? Um, I think so. I think we talk about enough anime and people don't go, what is all this in <laughs> the Discord? So, I okay. think we're clear. Cool. Well, also also it's our show. So, just, right. Just to cover, I mean, I know. I'm just saying like if this is going to be probably redundant for many people, but if you are a gender feeler person, if you've got some gender feelings, if you're like, oh, I'm assigned to this gender and I feel strange about it, uh, and you don't watch anime, <laughs> uh, I would suggest you watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I remember being... Before I was like totally destroyed by being a teenage quote unquote girl, I remember watching lots of Ronma one half and feeling like so safe and comfortable in that world. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean like that's just the tip of the iceberg. I I'm I wanted to mention this specifically because last night I finished JoJo uh part five. Ooh. Have you watched JoJo? Oh, I've watched JoJo. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, frequently referred to as JoJo's. Yeah. So I just finished part five and the fashion um, <laughs> on these men. Uh, the way you said that. <laughs> the fashion. Actually, it's more like fashion because they're in uh, Italy. A lot of them have cleavage, like pectoral cleavage. In I this think, very, well, like, high fashion, very feminine way. And I was I actually like, three out of four or five of the main team have either a dramatic V-cut or just a straight titty window. Yeah, and the only one who doesn't is Mista, and Mista has a, a, crop a belly top. shirt. Yeah, like, a his crop, whole tummy sweater. is out. Yeah, and it's just like... It, well, I mean, for one thing, bizarre indeed. <laughs> and it's just like weird, high concept, high fashion, couture, strangeness. But everybody's doing it. I was just talking to um, someone who had read something about how in JoJo, like high fashion is available to everyone. Like it's <laughs> one layer of... If you are a main character, you look couture as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's not commented on. It's just like the reality. It just is, yes. Mm -hmm. And nobody, um, nobody makes fun of people's outfits very much or anything. Yeah, and just, I don't know, like, I see uh, Bucherity and I see Giorno and I'm just like, yes, that is, that is me. Um, that's what I'm going for. You could do a great... Uh, you could do a great Bukiari, uh Yeah, cosplay. I agree. That'd be amazing. I, I agree, I agree. That'd be really good. I'm just looking at pictures from Golden Wind now. Yeah. It's really, really good. Golden Wind is really... I mean, I think part four is my favorite. 
Um, of the anime. It's so sweet. I love Josuke. I think he's so funny. Oh my god, and the invisible baby. <laughs> the episode, there's an episode. For those of you who don't know, there's an episode where some main characters find an invisible baby, and the episode title is called We Found Something Crazy. <laughs> it's just, it's, it delivers. Well, they did. Yeah, no shit. And I, I guess I won't spoil, but it's such a good show. It's, oh God, it, it, it's really, it's really crazy. It's a really crazy show. It, it's like, it scratches a very strange, specific itch. There's so much like body horror, the combination of like the body horror and these like beautiful men in their beautiful outfits is just like lovely to me. I don't know. I, I think I just I, I think just it's feel it in a gendery way. I'm just I think it's like a pretty commonly known fact among JoJo readers and fans uh, that the the artist Araki used fashion magazines as just like a basis for like a ton of his uh, poses and art styles, and so JoJo is just like known for these outrageous poses that like yeah. no normal human being has ever struck mm-hmm. during their daily life. Um, oh, it's so good. It's so delicious. And there's a lot of just like very delightful two-person poses. <laughs> it's a lot of like it, it's almost like it's so violent and then it's so violent but it also feels like just an excuse to draw high fashion fan art basically, just to like draw fashion illustrations. And I think that's so you know what it is? It's it's bizarre. <laughs> it's great it's it really, really good uh it's fantastic i mean the first two seasons are like a little are not so that a- the fashion doesn't I- start start popping off until season or until part four and then it's like really established in part five and then i know that in- huh. i was gonna say uh a lot of a lot of animes do this but there are movie versions of the first and second seasons that do a really good job of giving you the essentials of uh what's going on there Mm. the way i watched jojo uh i think was kind of unique we watched i think three two one four five (laughs) and it was perfect it was perfect yeah just you got you went in immediately you were like what a bunch of weirdos Okay, they got stands. Ooh, they fighting. Who are these guys? Oh, they fighting. You get a little bit of the back history. There's this horrible dog. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it kind of rules watching three, two, one, four, five. Personally, Uh, that's that. That's my preferred watch order. I do do what you will. No, I think that's genius. I think that's a great. That's great advice, honestly, because it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Those first two seasons really like they're almost they're, they're not nearly as compelling. I think I don't know. I do the, love Joseph. I, I the love martial Joseph. art system, the battle system they use gets like completely rewritten in the third season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's similar. It goes from using like the power of the sun to power your fight energy to fight vampires to being like cool ghostly apparitions that look like fashionable freaks they're all named after songs um bands they they have super 
bands. They're all, yeah, they're named after bands. Um, they have powers named after songs and things like that. Have you, did you, oh wait, so you saw, you, you've seen Highway Star then. What's Highway Star? The stand Highway Star. <gasps> that, oh. that scared me. That was one of the, um, one of the scariest things I have ever seen yeah, in anime. Like, like it, a, a it door is, a, in a. No, the invisible hand slappy one. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, that's, it's the same. It's like, it's just, it's just being chased. It's just the energy of being chased. Mm-hmm. And if you get caught, you die. Mm-hmm. But when you look behind you, you see four human handprints running like a dog, just like slapping the ground behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, go- it was going like 25 miles an hour. Oh, one yeah, of the scariest things. Really freaky. And then also, I mean, the way that it gets triggered is you, you go into this like creepy door in a tunnel. You remember? Yes. And that yeah, is so, you, I mean. you and Oh, yeah. It was like a haunted tunnel episode. Yeah, There's, oh, it's such a good show. Yeah. the I've said this to, um, I've said this to Alec with, with whom I am watching. I watch Jojo. I, it, it follows dream logic just like completely. A hundred percent. Like. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Where you're just like, this is how things are. Nobody questions it. Yeah, this nobody questions doing. it. And then, like, the, I mean, even just, like, the direction of action just feels so, so dreamlike. You can't predict where it's going. And it's also really hard for me to, like, remember things that happened. Like. You could, you could, like, roll story dice. Yes. And, and tell someone it was a JoJo plot. And if they had read it a long time ago, they'd, they'd probably agree with you. Uh, a lot of JoJo is, like, here's an impossible situation utterly impossible situation but it turns out like here's a situation where the bad guy has the upper hand unquestionably and then five seconds later it's revealed that the good guy actually has the upper hand <laughs> in the, and it's always like in this bizarre rube goldberg like <laughs> yes and you get to enjoy the main characters explaining to the villain as they are like falling to the ground in cubes for a half hour just how they set up the Rube Goldberg machine like two hours before and my probably my favorite thing about Jojo is that there are like a lot of random screen caps that if you just saw them you'd be like what is the fuck how could this have happened <laughs> this yes like this like, has no in, place in the plot this couldn't work I don't I don't think this is I don't think this is a spoiler but like for example, imagine like a beautiful blonde man with like a pink jumpsuit that gives him great cleavage, holding a turtle that has a key embedded in its back, and there's a teeny tiny ghost, like, like kind of, like coming out of the key, <laughs> and he has a crazy haircut. <laughs> like that's a dream image, you know. And and yet, very important to the plot. It all and I don't know. It works in such a weird way. It's just so ballsy as hell. Makes me. It just makes Araki just does. He does whatever he wants, and sometimes you think it's gonna matter, and it doesn't. I think that that guy's just just, out there. (laughs) To me, it's kind of like this totem of of storytelling, where it's like he's just constantly reminding me of like like none of this shit matters. Just make like, make the make the content that makes you happy to up. make. Yes, it's everything's made, made up. up. Yeah. 
You can take, make the, it, you make can take ev- you any like. avenue you please. Doesn't fucking matter. Just make what you want to make. Make what you yeah. want to make. Make what you want to make. Anyways, um, that's my that's my piece about anime, and th- and now I have something more important to talk about. Okay, thank you for that though. That was that was a good PSA. Did you see? Okay, wait. First of all, we're gonna talk about serious stuff. Um, okay. So warning to listeners, but. Did you see uh, this week this whole uh, detransition awareness stuff? No, no. No? No, I didn't. Oh my god, Rain, it's so bad. Oh no, what's... Oh no. Okay, well, my soap... here's my soapbox. In England, they just passed, you know, some kind of rule where if you're under 16, you need approval from the government to take you know puberty blockers the government (laughs) and it is you know this is like a a crisis that is spearheaded by turfs of course Mm -hmm. and other um people who are afraid of trans people but there's also like this contingent of people who transitioned and then detransitioned which is you know and they're being very vocal and many of them are like in support of this like they're like i wish someone had stopped me from cutting my titties off because now i can't feed my baby and that's that's all valid it's okay if you detransition and it's an okay thing to be aware of but it also I think people it's, it's not the government's business. It's well, yeah, I mean that is besides that it's like you need to be aware that that you, your story is going to be used by people who are only interested in hurting trans people. Like I saw I I just I looked at the tag just just to see and I saw a lot of stories of people who were like when I cut my boobs off I got 400 likes on Facebook but when I detransitioned I lost friends and it's like uh, well maybe you were doing things in bad faith in the first place I mean it fear that doesn't I mean do things in bad faith that's fine I mean everybody's got their own personal gender journey but that's like literally the point like it it's it's specific for each person and there isn't there is absolutely I, okay so they passed this law and they did this because there's this impression that that teenagers are being allowed too much freedom to 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 take hormone blockers or or you know get get surgery and and that's just not the case like overwhelmingly throughout the world people are like don't have access to that kind of thing and they aren't aware and not only that it's like i just thinking about that that narrative of someone getting 400 likes on facebook for getting top surgery and it's like that's that's not actually indicative of society as a whole society as a whole is like transness is disgusting and bad and it's like (laughs) it being a trans teenager is so alienating it's not people are under the impression that it's like like it's over you know like we've we've 
we've arrived and and now like trans people have just they're just they've got too much power now and we've they've really <laughs> we really need to to do something about this it, it's just it's need to knock them down a peg it's just not true at all you know and um it's incredibly fucking awful and dangerous to keep this kind of healthcare away from children and teenagers and like this kind of like i mean thoughtfulness and guidance obviously and that's but that's true for anything a teenager does you know right and and i was thinking like oh well you need your parents permission to get a tattoo you know if you're under 18 you need a you need a you know a guardian or something technically and i was like wait that's not that's not the same as having the government stand in your no, way not e- yeah like not even and, remotely the same and like i just if you regret transitioning that's valid and that's fine and if you want teenagers to think hard about this decision because you have personal regrets that's fine but do not get the fucking government involved like you're inviting the government to kill teenagers basically that's all that's what you're fucking doing and i hate that and when i say kill teenagers i mean that like very uh, directly like i like just lost a friend because because of this kind of bullshit like if she had had if she'd had anyone in her life who supported her anyone in her family who had supported her she would have she had the chance to thrive and it was taken from her because of bullshit like this because because she was denied the the chance to be who she was and she was so smart and so sensitive and she had to go she had to go to so many different things to to you know like deal with the pain she was so special and and smart and like a hundred percent if she I don't know I just that is who I think about you know I I we've got this these people who are regretting their transition on one hand and then you know just dead people on the other I I don't know I just I wish people would not get the fucking government involved I don't know sorry that was kind of rambly but I just, please, for the love of God, if you have trans people in your life, protect them and listen to them, especially children. Trans kids are so... Protect trans kids. Protect trans kids, yeah. That's basically what I'm trying to say. That's all. England is bad. It's a bad place. Nowhere's super kind to trans people, to my knowledge. That's true. That's true. But British turfs. I mean, I blame fucking J.K. Rowling. Oh, yep. She's just like doing doing that professionally now. She's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, anyways. I okay, so there's another thing. There's there's an there's a narrative line with this like detransitioning thing where I think a lot of people blame misogyny mm-hmm. when it comes to like FTM transitioning or like people with, you know, any anybody who's like trans mask. And I I guess I would identify as transmasculine, right? Like non-binary. And I guess when I think of myself, there's like a direction. Would you say that's true for you or not? 
do you feel pretty just uh yeah i usually would call myself trans mask but lately i'm just saying non-binary mm-hmm. so what i'm curious about is like have you thought about your transness in relation to misogyny because and i'm not saying like you are a misogynist or like it definitely is true but when i first expressed gender feelings to the admittedly shitty therapist i had at the time she mm-hmm. was like are you sure you're not just a misogynist you know like are you sure you're not just trying to avoid being a woman because you hate women um i'm going to go ahead and admit like that's definitely a part of it hmm. <laughs> or like that definitely was a part of it um and i feel like i have since like you know done done my best to resolve those feelings within myself but uh i'm curious what what you think of that like if you think there's a relationship between being transmasculine and uh just like a general misogynist like um oh well, i think thinking. that everyone that grows up in america has internalized misogyny that they need to unlearn regardless of either if you are raised as a man or a woman in america i think there are like different things that are put on you to try i'm completely stumbling over this Mm -hmm. there's different there's different shit you have to unlearn regardless of uh what the doctor assigns you when you grow up and i think that it all deserves examination regardless of whether you're trans or not to think like am i when you we know when you have a thought that is unkind or just like a, a thought that crosses your mind and you're like, why did I think that? Where's that thought coming from? Just like take a moment to examine it. Try and figure out if that is your personal feeling or if that's something that you're feeling because someone told you that that's what you should feel at a young age or that's how it went. I know not necessarily like my gender, but my sexuality growing up. There was a lot of times where the things I was thinking, I was just like, I felt like a huge creep like a huge piece of shit and i felt like i was like having misogynistic like disgusting thoughts i was just like ah well okay i'm humanity's greatest monster and i'm gonna keep this to myself until i die yo that's so real (laughs) yeah and then and then you're just like oh bisexual (laughs) and it's like i'm having i'm having thoughts because i'm attracted to women not because I want to, like, I don't know, not because I want to, like, wear a man's suit or something to, like, do something. God. Yeah, I just God, gave that's myself so fu- that's so gave myself chills thinking about... No, I remember that <laughs> feeling, too, being around, like, being around women and being attracted to women and being, like, feeling horrible about it. Yeah, feeling like, oh, my God, I'm, d- like, I gotta go, I gotta go. Like, and it, if somebody sees me, they can definitely see what I'm thinking right now, and I have to go, like dunk my head in the tub and apologize (laughs) yeah seriously oh my god god i forgot about that feeling i do not have that anymore and honestly wow god i fucking forgot that's such a big deal imo i don't know like it was a a really horrible feeling growing up yeah Um, i'm so much more comfortable around women than i used to be i don't know me too now now i'm just like i love women (laughs) i know i feel I don't know what it is. Like, I think I was afraid of women growing up. I think, I think I, you know what it was? I think I, 
I just always felt like a total imposter and I never knew why, you know, I, I was an imposter in femininity because it just like, I don't know, people, I think I've described dysphoria before as like this crying baby feeling. I just always, I could pinpoint it from a very, very, very young age that I felt like, like anytime I was around girls, I was just like, it it really felt like I was wearing a skin suit or something like that. Like I was infiltrating and it was very wrong of me. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't, I never understood why. I mean, because I felt like a girl imposter, I kind of, I didn't realize it was a gender feeling. I thought it was just a human feeling. I thought it was just like, I felt like an imposter in general. Mm. Like, oh, there's just something very wrong with me. Because, you know, like, I was very uncomfortable around women. And then, of course, being around men was a very complicated proposal. Yeah. <laughs> Especially growing up, like, in the Midwest. <laughs> it, I, I think I have this sort of, like, mental image coming together. Um, You know those, like, marble mazes that tilt? Yes. The circle-shaped ones, specifically? Mm-hmm. Um, imagine a maze that goes across <laughs> concentric rings in a, in a sphere. The different rings are just, like, the way you're raised, the, 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 like, gender you're assigned at birth, the communities you grow up with, like, your upbringing, all of that shit. Oh. And, like... Figuring all of that out, getting all of that to line up, and getting that marble to the center where you feel oh like my God, I'm gonna cry. you have you have con- <laughs> you have considered like all of the different ch- channels of like why you have problems, and you just <laughs> you just rest in that little cardboard hole that was punched in the middle. <laughs> Yes. Um, oh my God, Rain. That's, that's what I, I was just kind of what I was picturing so when we were talking about perfect, this. Where you just like, I think it's just interesting to think about like the delicacy with which you need to move something like that, and like just I'm just sort of thinking about it tilting, and then you get you run into a wall, and you have to you have to suddenly go left or yes. right. You know, it's but ah. also up up or down. <laughs> yeah, it's like you run into the you you discover these things about yourself, and then you have the choice of you can do something about it or you, you can not. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, and, and like the choices you have for, for action are like just infinite. So. Oh, and wow. I, as, as with many uh, thoughts I have lately, every time I have a, a, what feels like a semi-large revelation or a thought that has like weight to it. Do you ever like sit back and you're like, wow, hmm, I just had like a really good thought. What a good idea. Oh, yeah. And then I take then I take an even further walk back and I go, I am 29 years old. This has been thought one million times already and I am not clever <laughs> and I feel like dog shit again. Wait, what? Like, I just do you um, have an example. I, oh, just like any time anytime I talk about gender or something like that, I, I, I am fully aware that I am no gender scientist and it's oh, like yeah. these are these no. are our personal thoughts um oh yeah but... don't come to us for science <laughs> or even like don't even come to us for accuracy please we are we are just this is a feelings podcast 
Um, and anime. Feelings and anime. Yeah. Not and if you... Movie. <laughs> not movies. <laughs> I, want, I want to make it clear, like, again, like, if you detransitioned and that's important to your personal narrative, that's totally fine. I'm talking about... <laughs> Like I, sh- sorry, I just want to say, like, don't you, call the I, cops because you if upset you. If I upset you, if I upset you, leave a comment, whatever, do do something, and I will respond. Email, Email us. us, and I will make Casey respond. Yeah, yeah, just please be aware. If you get the fucking government involved, I will be so angry. Government regulation is good for things like corporations. It is bad for things like bodies let's remember that everybody yes speaking of email um we got an email no shit yeah i need to remember to talk about the emails we get what what, what did it say it said it's from um i don't know if i should read their name because of the message but it's from someone who said i'm a closeted non-binary person and your podcast has really helped me but i'm really struggling to come out to people it's hard it is hard. Um, I think I don't know I think if it, for a long. I don't know if it ever gets easier, actually. Well, uh, I think for me, for a long time, I just went like, "Oh, you can call me Casey, or you can call me dead name, or you can call me she. I don't care." Like, uh, I I was very very concerned with accommodating other people and their mm-hmm. comfort, but that's not really what it's about. Um, it's about you. I think it depends on uh, how safe you feel yes, in, absolutely. in the environment. Um, Safety is a like, huge thing. I also, but um, sorry, my, my, my point at the end of that was going to be um, one thing that helped me a lot was just thinking that it's, it's okay to piss people off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it is if like, you're in a place you can do that. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a place where you can piss people off or like, I don't know. One of the most important things I learned in my life was like make people upset. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> like you, you, you can't, you can't please everybody. I don't this know. Is true. Sorry that that was kind of rambly, but no. I think I think that that's good advice if you're in a position you can do that. Um, if you're younger, if you're a younger person still living at home, or if you're in a bad environment and you, you cannot come out to people at home, try to find folks at school in like an LGBTQ plus club, um, or online. There's people in the discord. That's always good to just have other people you can talk to about your experiences. If you can't come out to people in person, you can always talk about other non-binary people or like characters i guess as like a intro if you're wondering like oh i want to come out to this person because i have to spend time with them i don't even know if they know what non-binary is yeah um there's star trek characters yes. you bring up now magic Steven the Universe gathering characters, characters. Magic the gathering <laughs> television characters you- you could show them uh, many of the non-binary hotties on Twitter or TikTok. Oh my god. So many. Um, Us. Me and yes. Rain. Both hot. Both both they thems. Both gender... Gender what? <laughs> gender who? <laughs> gender why? <laughs> gender how? Um, uh, I think... Uh, I think a lot of 
times when you haven't come out to a lot of people, it can be hard to. Sometimes it goes well, and sometimes, sometimes it goes, I don't know. It's like, yeah, sometimes I, I it doesn't. I say. I gotta, tried. I came. I came out to somebody the other day, and they they straight up said what and walked away, and. It'll never come up again. That was that. Swing and a miss. So yeah, <laughs> just an abs- just an absolute gutter ball. <laughs> yeah, I think I think coming out in online and stuff has really yeah. That's that's the thing. I coming out online has really helped me. I'm not out to my parents yet, um, and I think I could I could probably do that at this point. Um, before, I mean, I've spent like a couple years now being out online and amongst friends uh in that space of time i've just grown so absolutely confident that this is right for me and if someone wants to judge me for it they're welcome to i feel awesome (laughs) i feel so much better um yay so i think if you spend enough time and find it really suits you you will it gets easier for me to to tell people about it the more confident i am that it it is such a good, good thing for me. And also, it's a good thing for me. And also, it affects no one else. <laughs> like, right. it's just a nice thing I've done for myself. Mm-hmm. And I have no, um, at this point, I have no problem telling people about it. But of course, I am independent and safe and all that. And that's not true of everyone. Yeah, uh... I've, been, I've been out to my parents for a while now, and I'm still answering questions. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's a... Uh... I don't know. It's not a, it's not like ripping off a band-aid, really. It's just a thing you got to do every time it comes up for the rest yeah. of your life. <laughs> everyone I know under the age of 40 is like, uh, uh-huh. But everyone I I do regret telling I not regret. I do um I do worry about telling my parents for that reason because I don't want to answer their questions. <laughs> Well, if you put together like a spreadsheet or something, I can we can you know print it and uh-huh. can put like a PowerPoint together or something. Well, there's also uh, Archie Bongiovanni's. I was literally just about to suggest that after whatever you were going to say, which yes. was the book, the yeah, book, slap that sl- the book. Archie Bongiovanni's Guide to They Them Pronouns. There's a co-author whose name I don't remember. Oh, we gotta remember. We gotta it's be fine. Good. I love Archie. Archie does great work. I also love their last name, Bon Giovanni, and I always want to sing it like it's Bon Giovanni. <laughs> I think you know what? Hold on, watch. This is gonna be absolutely bonkers. I'm pretty sure the other uh, the writer's name is Tristan Long. I'm gonna look it up. What's bonkers? If I get it right, if I get it right, and his name is Tristan Long specifically, I'm gonna be like, "Oh yeah, who's I, the best?" Okay. I have a copy. I found the book. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I have a copy too. It's just on my bookshelf and I can't read. Fuck, Tristan Jimerson. Damn it. Wow. You okay? I remembered Tristan though. You really fucked up. Um, I I really shit the bed there. Who's Tristan Long? Yeah, I've had a copy that I've had for years that I intend to give to my parents at some point. <laughs> give it to them. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, here, here you go. Your question's answered. Yeah. I know a it lot is, of people this, who have this, used you, that yes. book. This book, you can get it from freaking Target now. Really? Um, yeah. It's, it and is, it's cheap as hell. It is. I'm looking at it online. 
It is in several places. It is not more than $7.99 anywhere. And if the quick and easy guide to they, them pronouns does not cover you, there is also a quick and easy guide to queer and trans identities by J.R. Zuckerberg and Maddie G. I love them both so much. That is also I another should get that. I like, should definitely buy that. 779 book. These books are uh great. They are something that I use to talk to new people and they are also helpful. I don't I don't think the quick and easy guide to they them is necessarily middle school safe. I think there's a fuck word in there. Knowing Ar- knowing Archie, there's probably a fuck or a a cum joke in there um or like a threesome joke or something but anyway it's a really really good book i brought it to work and threw it down on the lunch table uh to like a job ago oh very good very good move having it having one in the office that's a good idea it rules yeah it's great to have it yeah i think i might if if i'm ever able to teach again i'll probably add it to my uh books i bring for the kids yeah damn Okay. Well, I'm starving. I have to go eat. That's fine. Real quick before we go, Hmm. body check. How's your body feeling? My (laughs) My my... back doesn't hurt anymore, and I wanted to brag. Oh yeah. Wait. You tell me about this dry needling, by the way. Um. They. My neighbor put. Uh. Content warning. If you don't like needle stuff, um, just skip to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. It's like a thing my neighbor does. She's a physical therapist. And they I think I didn't see it. I just felt it. But uh, she put wires in like four spots. It didn't feel like hardly anything. And like I have tattoos and piercings. It didn't even feel like that. Um, and then it like gets hooked up to some sort of electrical dial. Again, I didn't see it. So I'm just basing this off of what she was telling me. Um, and then she just like turned it on and it felt like just a wonderful warm wave of like wham 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 kind of feeling in my super tense muscles mm-hmm. yeah and then she uh you know pretzeled me and cracked my shit up and then my feet could point in the same direction and then like the next day i could walk again it was awesome hell yeah yeah it's, it was amazing she's That's amazing awesome. That's awesome. In exchange, I create potions to keep the aphids off of her milkweed. That, I love this. This is my favorite relationship I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. She also the witch she and makes, the doctor. Ish. She's great. She brings us baked goods and soups and things. Oh, that's she wonderful. Baked goods, soups, both good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I think the next thing you're about to hear is going to be an interview with uh, Yasmin. Um, oh my God, we're interviewing Yasmin! Surprise! Holy yes. shit! So that's going to be the next thing you hear, and I'm assuming that's going to be a bunch of fun. We haven't recorded it yet. Eh, our music oh, so is exciting. by I believe in Julio. You can find me online at Small Small Witch. Casey, where can they find you? Uh, at Ignatz Haderach. Um, or just look for Casey Nowak. Google me. Follow Casey on Patreon for lots of good gig comics. So many comics. 
follow me online to get good gay stickers. And we are on the Orange Groves Network. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next month. That's all they them. That's all they them. Au revoir. Welcome to They Them Theirs, a monthly non-binary discussion podcast. We're here. We're queer. Let's talk about shit. My name is Rain, and I use they them pronouns. My name is Yasmin, and I use they them pronouns. Hi, Yasmin. Hi, Rain. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this Sunday of Sundays. (laughs) I am absolutely so hyped to be here. I'm so hyped to have you. Um, Longtime listeners might notice that there's a host missing. Uh, Casey and I struck a deal with a dark god where one of us has to be sick every single Sunday of the month. Um, last week it was my turn and we rescheduled with Yasmin for this week and this week it's Casey's turn. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I hope it was worth it. I hope you guys got like the best loot out of this deal. You know, time will tell. Uh, right now it doesn't (laughs) feel worth it, but I think that's how most dark deals go in the beginning. I'm sure it will pan out for us. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Zero repercussions. How are you? How have you been? How's the how's the uh the panorama? How's the panacotta? How's the panini? How's the how's panasonic? The panini? <laughs> yeah. How's um, it been going for you? It's been going okay. I'm a big um the last few years I've become a big homebody, so since last year when we had the stay at home order till now, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I'm going to wash my hands and stay in my lane. Uh, I do have to go into work, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. However, I am. I just got my first shot of the vaccine last Friday. So I'm feeling super hyped. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> and um, thank you for all your hard work on the vaccine. <laughs> I really appreciate it, Rain. Like you did good. <laughs> So yeah, I've been feeling it's it's been a little lonely because, you know, I'm used to seeing friends so on and so forth. But, you know, the short term not seeing friends now for the long term, you know, everyone being healthy and happy. I'm for it. So mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. been too bummed out. But how about you? How have you been feeling in the panorama? Um, pretty, pretty much the same way. I've seen friends in like an outdoor capacity, I think, like twice since this whole thing started. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely miss people. I've not had my, my vaccine yet, but I am on, a, on the list I'm scheduled. So just, you know, waiting for that, that confirmation email and then I will be the out sweetest there. stick and poke you'll ever receive. Oh yeah. I can't wait. I'm just so excited. Um, yeah. both of my, my parents have fi- are fully vaccinated though. So that's like, excellent. Yeah, I'm really stoked about that. Um, that was what all I can hope for, honestly. Like, I figured I would be, like, absolutely last in line. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm doing doing okay. I also have to go into work, but I have a nice kind of space around me, so. Yeah, Not same. like an, I, I don't mean like a nice space, like, <laughs> fancy, fancy. I just mean, like, I have a good uh, air bumper. That's good. Yeah, there's only three people who work where I work, and we're all spaced out, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get into why. <laughs> okay, I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm also a longtime listener, and when you asked me, I was like, this is insane. I'm so excited. 
So I am kind of nervous. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's nothing to be nervous about. We, I don't quite remember how we've met because as I've stated many times, my memory is hot garbage, hot, hot garbage. <laughs> but I assume we must have met at a zine festival because you too are a zinester, an illustrator, yes. a queer artist. So it's, we definitely met in person the first time at Grand Rapids Zine Fest. But we actually met on the internet when I, I think I went through all of your media on Twitter and liked a bunch of old art (laughs) and then followed you because I resonated with so much of it. And then you followed me back and I was like, whoa, cool. I I resonate with your stuff. (laughs) Excellent. And then, yeah, my friend Evie and I went to Grand Rapids Zine Fest and I don't know why it didn't occur in my brain that you would be there. But they were like, hey, there's Rain, that person whose art you said you like. And I was like, what? And that's how we and met then, in real life. And, and since then, we have we have tabled at the same festivals. It's the true. Same, we have tabled at Grand Rapids Zine Fest together. It's, I feel like a, a lot of people in the Midwest area came to that one once or twice at least. And that's how I met like a lot of cool people. Oh, that's so awesome. That, that and cake. In Chicago yeah. was a big one. I miss going to cake so bad. I miss Zine Fest so bad. That's probably the only oh. downside of the Panasonic is I, I like Evie and I would go to Canada. We'd go to Ohio. We'd go to Indiana. We'd go. I would fly to California and go to Cala. I miss it so much. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. What's some of the your favorite fests you've been to? I have not traveled that extensively for zine fests. I love cake 100%. I love Grand Rapids Zine Fest, which is like, you know, a two hour drive from where I am in the Detroit area. Um, I love TCAF. TCAF only recently started their Zineland Terrace, but there was just so many amazing zinesters there that it blew my mind. And I was like, I'm coming every year. I don't care if I get a table or not. I'm coming every year. So yeah, sh- and then I, I went should to start doing that. Yeah, do it. I went to Genghis Khan too, and Genghis Khan was such a treat. I was able to meet. Where Becky is Clooney. that? Oh, uh, that's in. Ah, uh, where is Genghis Khan? You'd think I'd know these things. <laughs> <laughs> Genghis Khan is in. I'm not buying time. I mean, my brain would just say it's Cleveland. in Genghis. Okay. <laughs> right. So it's I in was... Genghis. <laughs> yeah, it's in Cleveland. It was so much fun. Interesting. So, yeah. So you haven't traveled very much. Do you usually just go to like Grand Rapids Zine Fest? Are there any other Zine Fest you've gone to? I've done one in Ann Arbor. That was okay. That was a long time ago, and I don't remember what it was called. It might have even been in Ypsilanti, honestly. Mm. Traveled to Cake. I haven't gone to any zine fests outside of the country same or well no i like canada never mind (laughs) yeah you just you just finished telling me you're going to canada about this all the time no i need to travel more but it's i just never wanted to like take off work about it you know i was the absolute same until i was like i'm missing out on so much and i do not know when i'll be able to like live off art or something like that so i was just like forget it let's go hop in the car let's get our monsters and our slim jims and i'll meet you in canada (laughs) (laughs) oh all right 
That's help. That's convincing me. I really should. I need to. It's networking with other people in the areas that you want to do is just so crucial. And it's all about just being inspired by like the people around you and building those communities. It's so fun seeing people at, at these festivals and like, Oh, there was, um, someone that I met through just like, I think it was Twitter. Um, I don't want to name drop or like expose them. That makes it being friends with you. I'm (laughs) holy shit. I don't want anyone to know. I'm stumbling. I'm I'm choosing the most uh criminal sounding words for this. I right love now. this. I love that for you. Someone who commissioned me and then I got to meet them at a zine festival and since then I've worked been able to like work on projects from people who who know them m- like meeting through game jams and things like that and it's just like it's really fun seeing people who know each other work on these projects together and come together to work on zines or games or things like that. Yeah, that's um, sick. That sounds so much it's fun. Just, it's so fun. Yeah, I exposed, actually... Exposed. Exposed. <laughs> like, why did I fucking say that? So silly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I I'm met, nervous. Um, I will completely... No, no need to be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling that Uno reverse and interviewing you and you don't even know it. <laughs> But uh, I, I, met, uh, I met Evie, who I'll totally name drop. Um, they're one of my best friends. They're also exposed, exposed. They're also um, um, non-binary. They them pronouns. And we met at YomaCon, the Detroit anime convention. Hell yeah. It was so funny because it was like, I didn't make zines at the time. I just like had collected a couple because I went to TCAF and I went you know, here and there. And they looked at me and they were like, you know, you can do this too, right? You can staple paper paper together and like make a zine. I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) So it's funny that we met and started going to tons of zine fest and making things together, but we met at anime convention. I just think that's so hilarious. That rules. Were you cosplaying at the time? (laughs) Never. I have to ask. No. <laughs> I cosplayed one time. I was hunk from Voltron, and I like to think I did a pretty good job. But oh, yeah, I, I was. I usually, when you're stuck behind the table, anyone who cosplays behind their table in Artist Alley, like, you are stronger than I. Because I would be like itchy and sweaty and hot and hungry and this and that. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to wear these sweats and call it a day. Yes. Nobody has to see me from below the waist when I'm at the table. <laughs> Exactly. Except I, I, I usually stand up just because I'm short. I'm so short that like if I have a single book propped up, I cannot see. <laughs> I am so sorry. I'm like five seven, so I just straighten up a little bit, and I'm just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Oh God, I miss it. I miss it. One day we'll return to those days. I'm especially hoping to because um, I am one of the co-founders of the Detroit Zine Fest. And we were scheduled to have our first fest in 2020, in April of 2020. And obviously that didn't happen. Uh, So we're working really hard (laughs) to make 2022 happen. Hopefully it does. Hopefully there's enough people vaccinated and, you know, that things are just, we're around the bend and... We can have the zine fest because I really want to have it. I'm so passionate about zine fest. And I looked around and I was like, why do I have to travel two hours to go to a zine fest? Like, hello? Like, can I please have one in Detroit? Like, what? 
It yes, it definitely seems like Detroit should have been having one. I know that there are zine libraries in Detroit, so it only makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and like at the Trumbullplex, um, they're, you know, wonderful radical housing and they have a zine library and they did a zine fest one year, but they were like, it's a lot of work on top of all that they're doing and I understand that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Detroit Comics Party who would do a little like kind of zine fest bookie sell your stuff type event, but it wasn't super zine centric. And so I was just like, I I got to do this. I got to make this. <laughs> That's I'm so glad that you like immediately segued into that because I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, you just saw that zine shaped hole and you were like, I got this. Yeah, I was just like, I that and like, I'm such a nerd and a fan of zines. Like, I own probably closer to like 300 ish zines now. Wow. So it's like, am I trying to spread the word of zines or am I just trying to lure everyone to Detroit so I can buy their zines? You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Uh, It could be. It's both. It's both. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's exactly what happened. There was a zine shaped hole and I was like, Evie, do you want to make a zine fest with me? And Evie was like, cool. Evie is so laid back and chill. So I was like, zine fest? Evie's like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good energy to have on your team. It's so true, especially because, like, I wouldn't say I'm chaotic, but once I get hooked to an idea, I zoom and I go. So, like, I was like, it would be kind of cool to have a zine fest. And Evie's like, yeah, it'd be great. And then I was like, you know, but I'm not going to do it. And Evie's like, "Uh uh-huh. And then next time we saw each other, (laughs) I had, like, printed out 10 venues and emailed them all and contacted them and talked to them and asked about fiscal sponsorships and found some nonprofits. And Evie's just like, you're... Not gonna do it. <laughs> so well, that's my personality. To. Right. Someone's gotta do it. So that's my personality is I, I get on the train and I just like take over and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so my in addition. Day- Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna just say my day job bosses love it because they're like, I wish this thing could exist, and I'm like, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what were you saying? I would so like, okay. There's so many things that we we've jived on, zines being one of them, comics being another. I know that zines and comics obviously go like hand in hand a lot of times, not always. But you mentioned the Trumbleplex. You're a bass player. <laughs> I am. That's yeah, another we... thing. Oh my goodness! So That's funny because I wrote down <laughs> about you and all your bands, and I'm a fan of each and every one of them. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that was that was a that was like a bucket list thing for me. And I realized that I I cannot put my points into that. I got to There's just too many art projects I want to do. I like crafts too much. I understand that. Yeah, 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 I'm the bass player. (laughs) I keep cutting you off. I'm so sorry. You're fine. But yeah, I'm the bass player in a band called War of the Rabbit. Um, My friends and i wow this the band's been along for a really long time shout out to conroy the vocalist and jareth the drummer and um we just we went through a couple of switch ups with like the lineup and then we got comfortable with a guitar player but then the guitar player couldn't play guitar anymore and then we were like come on now (laughs) like every time we get close (laughs) to like putting together a bunch of shows right but it still was just fun to just hang out with each other and just make music 
So I really miss them. We haven't gotten together since the pandemic started because, you know, we want to stay safe. And I just really miss them. But yeah, playing bass in a band has been such a fulfilling experience. It's been so much fun. It's... (laughs) It's, um, it is really time consuming because like I said, when I get into things, I want to do them properly. So like I'd be practicing every single day and just always on (laughs) the bass guitar. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. I was supposed to get this done for Zine Fest or I was supposed to get this done for this person (laughs) who commissioned me. So I work really hard now to like schedule my time better and (laughs) not just do Uh, the things that are fun but also the things that I have to do (laughs) very admirable I wish I could have the uh (laughs) I can't even think of the word the state of mind to schedule my time (laughs) properly oh well you also you whatever's in front of me (laughs) yeah whatever's in front of me is getting done like just just fall in front of me yeah god forbid I turn my head but you also have uh, um I don't know what to call it, but you experienced like pain in your hands, right? Oh, yeah. I've, uh, that's gotta be extremely hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's a repetitive stress injury. Oh, okay. Yeah. From just like, I I think it's similar to carpal tunnel, um, but it's like in the thumb meat and it just, Um, you know, you, you, it's when you uh you do the same thing with your hand too many times, and then it hurts mm. to do that, and then you just have to like not use your hands at all for a couple of weeks. Oh no! But yeah, yeah so st- stretches are important, y'all. And I'm saying that as someone who slept wrong yesterday and then like couldn't move their neck. Um, <laughs> I need to be better about my stretches. Mm-hmm. It's I I think I get I, I got like iPad neck. Is what happened. iPad neck. Yeah. Or it's all, you know, tablet neck. Yeah. Just like you're drawn late into the night and then you realize that you're the way you're sitting, your head looks like some kind of like goose neck. Right. It's barely attached to your body. Yeah. Got like a little cool S situation going on, but it's your (laughs) neck. But it's your neck. I, I accidentally. I my personality trait is uh saying yes to everything and just forgetting about the time it takes. Mm. And then doing physical and psychic damage to myself to get the projects done. So oh, no. I've been do I've been doing a couple late nights uh drawing some really silly shit. <laughs> but I feel uh, that because I feel like I used to be that I used to heavily be that way where I would just like take on everything and not think about how much time it would take. Definitely. And like I like time blindness is a symptom of ADHD, which I have. So like I go in with every best intention to get everything done in a timely manner and it just doesn't happen. And then it's just a spiral yes. down like, oh, no, I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Same hat. Yeah. So I've been working with a therapist, with my therapist, and I was just like, uh, can I avoid this for the rest of my life, please? So here comes a bunch of planning and a to do list and a calendar and notes and stickies. And I'm doing way wow. better, but it takes so much just to stay on track. That's amazing. I I don't want to say congratulations because, like, that sounds like you haven't been putting in, like, a ton of work and effort, but just, like, damn. High five. 
I'm clapping for you. I don't want to blow out the <laughs> mic. That's amazing. I wish I could do that. I am inspired. <laughs> and I'm not being sarcastic. The effort that takes is is tremendous. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. It's like, wow, good job for finding something that worked for you. <laughs> yeah, and you did it. And you did it and it's working for you. And clearly the time management has been paying off. Because you're a motherfucking streamer. You're a Twitch streamer. <laughs> in addition to a zine fest organizer, an illustrator, a zine maker, a gamer, like <laughs> a bass player. You're doing it all. You're doing it all and you're doing it. Let's talk about that. How are you doing that? <laughs> Definitely, like I said, all the scheduling helps. And some things, you know, just because of the pan- pandemic... I I went to say pandemic and I thought that was the wrong word. <laughs> due to the Panasonic, um, some things like, you know, playing bass regularly with my friends has been put down. I still practice, but I don't have to be as on doing it as many times a week as I used to. Um, mm-hmm. And then it just helps to like with streaming, for example, I have a set schedule of Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. So I... I'm like, Tuesday is my off day. I don't have to do nothing on Tuesday. If I sleep the whole rest <laughs> of the day after work, I'm fine. And then Thursday comes and I'm like, okay, Thursday is work day. Friday is work day and work late day. So it's just all in the scheduling and just figuring out what my body and brain like to do. Because like, for example, with the Tuesday being off, like I just streamed on Monday. So I finally get another piece of free time and I'm like oh I should be productive but then I know I stream the next day so I'm just going to be burnt out by that point and then not work on Thursday or Friday Mm. so just listening to what my head is telling me like we don't want to do this please no and I'm like all right you're cool you get a pass tonight (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then uh, just making sure I jump on top of things as soon as they're in my court so like messaging venues or responding to vendors or zinesters for the Detroit Zine Fest. As soon as it's in my court, like I always have, I'm not supposed to, but I always have like my emails up at work. So as soon Mm -hmm. as it comes in, I can answer it and send it right back. And it's not in my court anymore. (laughs) And I'm like, ha ha, I'm on top of things. So yeah. I read um, something once that was said, don't open your emails until you're ready to deal with them. And I was like, that's cool, but I ha- there's an unopened email, so I'm going to have to open that. So I read right. it, and then I mark-, mark it as unread, and I go, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> now- smart. Mark it as unread if you didn't take care of it. Oh, that's so smart. That's why I just go back, and I'm like, I, I need to know what this says, but I know that I'm not going to deal with it right now, so I'm just going to mark it and go, go back. Yeah, sometimes you need to like know what it says so you can preemptively think about it. But you're I not just ready don't to have answer. Anxiety, it. right? I don't, don't want to have anxiety about like what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Especially if the subject line is like super weird or suspicious or something like that. Oh no! <laughs> have you gotten um, people sending spam emails for your your art or your Etsy shop? I have in the past. It's very very rare, but. I've occasionally got the like, hey, I saw your enamel pins or I saw your this or that. And I wanted to know. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm over it already. You lost me. <laughs> My brain is elsewhere. But yeah, I hope, thankfully, it's far, far between. Like, what kind of spam do you get? I don't get too much, fortunately. But I got a weird one the other night 
someone who was saying that I don't even I honestly they used so much lingo that felt just out of my age range. I didn't fully understand what they were asking, <laughs> but they they were asking if I wanted to link up on a project or something like that and if if they could send me some beats. Oh lord. Yeah. And I was like, this is, I don't understand this. And this doesn't seem to have anything to do with the kind of things I make. And the two accounts that they linked within the email, I don't know, the vibe of the email and the vibe of the accounts just didn't seem to match. But I found out that uh, Christine received the exact same email word for word. So, Oh my God. I think someone was just doing some weird like catfishing. I just don't understand what would, what would be in it for them. <laughs> yeah, that's so strange. I don't know what you'd get out of that. So Twitch streaming. It is a how, joy. How do you, how, how, how do you do that? Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, you download the free software Streamlabs OBS. You find an overlay, which is what your stream looks like. Uh, you make a little schedule for yourself and then you go live. Um, you talk to other streamers, you engage with them and you know, just try to genuinely make friends and then they may stop by your stream. They may not, you know, you never know. And before you know it, you've grown a little community. That's so cool. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. It's super fulfilling, especially because um, we are very anti like phobia and anti isms, like no racism, no transphobia, no xenophobia, no anti sex work, no, none of those things. So we all see pretty eye to eye on everything so we can have tons of fun and Mm. it's not like it's just the greatest thing ever like i can try new games and i can play old games that i'm obsessed with like overwatch (laughs) and uh (laughs) it's just so much fun and yeah i just if there's anyone who's ever been interested in streaming i say go for it um i know that when you're putting yourself out there as a trans person or a non-binary person It can be really nerve wracking, which it was for me. I was like, how many trolls will I get today? And I have gotten trolls before, but it just pales in comparison to the great things that streaming has brought me and the great friends that streaming has brought me. So I highly recommend it, Rain. Hmm. Oh, no way. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I couldn't possibly. Do you? <laughs> it would be so cool to watch you and your arch nemesis play video games. It would be so fun. <laughs> we can't play games together. Like it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad when we try to oh, play games why? together. We, we have we have like polar opposite gaming styles. Oh gosh, yeah. We're I'm, I'm sure everyone either knows someone like this or is like this themselves. We're we're just like solo games only. Neither of us play any online games. That we don't play competitive games. I just want to be alone on my farm. He just wants to be, <laughs> you know, alone on a horse with a sword or something like that. I don't know. Whatever's whatever's got him for the month. We do like backseat gaming when we play games together. It's like when Stardew came out, I like printed out a bunch of PDFs and stuff, and we would like take turns with the controller. <laughs> Oh, that's so that's the, cool. That's the only style we can do. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it's fun, though. So I've I've watched some of your streams a bit. I'm bad at 
watching things while I work because I just I got that ADHD baby and I watch the screen <laughs> hey. full time. If if the if a screen's moving, I gotta look at it. If a screen could be moving, I gotta look at it. <laughs> but so you do you stream games and then you also do just like conversation. I've seen you do like gaming with other or things like Jackbox games with other hosts. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was it? There was like a drawing. A drawing game. Scribble.io. Yes. Oh gosh, that was so funny. That was that was really fun. Um, that was like a sort of man. How do you explain that? It's just like drawing and guessing, guessing the drawing sort of situation. Yeah, each person gets a word. They have to draw it, and then everyone else guesses it for points. And it oh, yeah, was char- so funny. Charades, but drawing. There we go. Yeah. It's like what? It's like what's the game that this is almost exactly? <laughs> Charades. Uh, so okay twitch question what does it mean when you get raided and how is that good because it sounds bad okay it does or, sound bad 100 percent. but is it uh, when it's good <laughs> <laughs> okay when you get raided it means that someone at the end of their stream decided to share their community with you and send all their viewers over to you so you it can be as little as one person it can be a couple hundred people but at the end of the day, regardless of the number of people that come into my stream, just the fact that someone wanted to share their community with me and felt that, you know, I was a good fit for them, it really warms my heart. <laughs> it makes me all, like, giggly. I'm like, oh, my God, like, there's people here. <laughs> I don't so do that cool. voice, hopefully. But, um, yeah, rating <laughs> is good. Rating is good. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Because I was like, hmm, that sounds scary. Like, I, I just envisioned, like, a pirate ship. Oh, my like, God. Whenever I see videos of people where they're like, oh, I'm being raided. I would always think, like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, honey, why would you want that? <laughs> so is it, like, an automatic thing? Like, you type in someone's username and then it just automatically directs to their stream? Or is it more like the person says, go check out Bad Attack? It's an automatic thing. So you type backslash raid space, then the username, and then Twitch will direct everyone. It'll change the video they're watching to this new person. Then an alert will go off on the person's stream that, you know, Bad Attack is raiding with a party of 11 or a party of five or what have you. And then they, you know, they're getting those viewers and they have a chance to introduce themselves, talk about what their stream is about, um, tell people if you're interested, please drop a follow, so on and so forth. And it's just a lot of fun. I've raided over a hundred and... 50 times i think on twitch i raid every single time i end my stream because i want to make friends i want for like if my streamers or if my viewers like me i typically find other like trans or like femme or people who play the same games as me uh representation means a lot to me in everything that I do. So if I can find someone in the LGBTQIA2 plus tag, then I'd love to send my audience over there and we just make friends. We just have a great time. It's so much fun. That's amazing. I love that. That's so cool that it's it's built in like that and it's like guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> so how long you're talking about like focusing in on an idea and then just like going for it. How long between deciding to get into streaming and your first stream? Ooh, that's a great question. I think I my stream anniversary is January 18th. I started streaming January 18th, 2020. And I think I watched my 
friend Mythos, shout out to him, shout out to Mythos. I saw that he was streaming and I watched him for like maybe a month-ish. And then I was, um, my roommate like had built me this computer and it was having problems, but he fixed it. So the second it was fixed, I was streaming. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you have a rig. You have oh, a yeah. rig. Yes. I'll send you a picture. It's so nice. Please I got do. two screens. I got my microphone. I got my web. I got, or my webcam. I got oh. my ring lights. Oh yeah. It's, Ooh. it's a serious setup. I love it. Please. Yeah. Please send me a pic of your setup. I will. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> my mic, my mic is like fucked up. <laughs> oh no! After I think we've been doing this for a year, two years. I don't know. I think it's. Been I was going to say, isn't your mic only like a year old or something? You only it's, got it it's, after. It's not. It's not that old, but it's like a swing arm on a C clamp, and just I don't know. For me, putting it up and down every time. It's just gotten kind of uh, worn out. Do you have a Yeti been... mic? No, it's, um, man, I'm going to sound so stupid when I say this. It's a New Ear <laughs> mic. New Ear? New Ear? I can't pronounce it. You're it's fine. Like, it's, it's the word, it's the word N-E-E-W-E-R. Like, Neewer? That sounds no about right honey. to me. <laughs> sounds about right to me. I'm gonna type it in the chat. How do you pronounce this? How do you pronounce this word? Newer. Yeah, newer. Yeah. <laughs> newer. You just have to say it very confident so no one questions you. Newer, you know? And they're like, oh, okay. It's an, okay. <laughs> it's 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 newer. It's on the newer side. Uh yeah, I don't know. It was like an all-in-one. It's a USB mic. I really should upgrade because I'm gonna say this like I know what it means. I believe I have compression issues. <laughs> One day I'll upgrade. One day I'll take this as seriously as I should. But yeah, I just yeah. have a Yeti mic. My sister got it for me for Christmas one year and was like, you'll be able to use it with all the things you do. And back then I did like nothing. I was like, oh, I have dreams, but I will not chase them. And then years <laughs> later, like she literally bought this for me in like 2016. So years later, I was like, let me pull out this old microphone and stream on Twitch. And here I am. She knew. I don't know she how, knew. but damn, she knew. She she did a tarot reading for you, and she pulled the streamer. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> I oh, have gosh. yeah, mad mad respect for streamers. Um, I just recently got into TikTok, and I've re- just the the amount of time and effort that goes into editing a one minute video oof i love your oof. tiktok by the way it's so good <laughs> thank you i think i only have like six things but I'm i hope trying. your leg is all right from trying to you know knee the paper open <laughs> i hope your I'm, leg is okay my leg is fine at this point i will say that me doing that has now caused other people in the office to open the paper like that every time we're trying to oh figure out the the exact paper package like it's a specific kind of paper package i think but i don't know we had a a repair tech in and i was i don't know i asked him if he could do it i'd asked him if he had (laughs) seen people do it and he fucking did it he made me us all look like a bunch of chumps oh my god like he practices at night just busting over paper (laughs) i don't 
I don't I don't know if you're supposed to like pre-bend it a little bit with your hand or something. We're, it's it's an experiment that we are working on Monday through Friday, nine to five. Oh my gosh. I hope that you link the exact TikTok I'm talking about in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone can I'll see. Have to. <laughs> it uh I think it was my first TikTok and it got like a terrifying amount of views for something. That was like my first video. And then since then, it's like it's dropped down to nothing, which is like, whew, good. Oh, thank God. I don't, I'm so scared of people being mean to me on the Internet. Oh, God. Yeah, I was I used to do nothing <laughs> because I was just like I literally used to do nothing because I was afraid of people judging my art or judging my zines or judging my illustrations, my just judgment. Mm hmm. I haven't gotten over it completely, but when I went to stream especially, I was just like, people are going to hate me regardless. Time to have fun. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. That's There will always be people who find a reason to be nasty about your situation. And sometimes it's because they're jealous. Sometimes it's because they're just a big old piece of shit. Yeah, don't don't let it stop you from having fun. Yeah, because if I if I did like when I look at things objectively, like I'm black, I'm trans, I was assigned female at birth, I am a fat person. I'm just like, there's not a lot of, like not that there's not a lot of space in the room for me, but whatever space I try to occupy, there's going to be someone saying some bogus shit. So I was like, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to live my life and be fulfilled and y'all can stay pressed. Y'all can stay absolutely mad. <laughs> Don't let the haters keep you from making your art, especially if, well, if you're not hurting anyone, <laughs> there's right. no reason to not, not be making the stuff that you want to make. Yeah. I never understood why people do that, why people troll or open their mouths when they shouldn't. But like I said, I am doing me and I hope that everyone listening is doing them and just having a good time. And this if this is a sign for you to try that thing you've always wanted to do, then let it be the sign. Like stream, yes. make a zine, like have a good time and share it with us. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, please. And link it in the discord. <laughs> oh, yes. We've talked so much about all of the amazing shit that you do. And now I want to narrow it down and talk about you specifically a little bit more. Okay. I was wondering do you, if you would mind uh, sharing your gender journey with us a little bit, if you're comfortable. Oh, totally comfortable. It's a little skewed, <laughs> but ever since I was very young, um, I have been a pretty masculine person. Like, I was a quote-unquote little girl who was very just very masculine presenting. Um, I didn't feel super comfortable with feminine and girly things. And there's also some, <laughs> I actually have a sibling who is like gender fluid and non-binary. <laughs> so oh, my parents yeah. will look at the two of us and be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and later we grew up and we were like, uh, okay, sibling, Neon, I'm non-binary. And Neon's like, okay, same though. And I'm like, what? And they're like, what? <laughs> so, that's amazing so, yeah so my parents have four kids and 50 percent are trans so yeah <laughs> great, great so, track record 
And I know, right? They were doing the job. They were doing it good. So yeah, since I was little, um, I just didn't fit into the binary idea of what, you know, a female girl, little human should be. And, you know, I went through a bunch of different phases. I went through the makeup phase. I went through the no makeup phase. I went through the chopping my hair off, the coloring my hair, the this, the that. And I just never felt comfortable being referred to as you know a female or a woman and then when people would be like oh so the only opposite thing is you know man or dude or whatever I was just like no not quite so I found the term non-binary and I actually have a little zine which is free on my gumroad if you ever want to read it but um it's called they as hell and yeah I found the term non-binary and it shook me to my core that I didn't have to be at either end of this this binary that it was a spectrum and I it was 2016 and it was around the time that I met the friend that I mentioned a few times Evie as well because uh they were on their gender journey and they had realized that they were not you know a cis female and it was kind of like the same thing with the zines like, I was like, oh, I feel so uncomfortable in my body. And what are these feelings? And they were like, have you considered that you may not be a man or woman? And I was like, what? I can do that? <laughs> like, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I did my own research and I was just like, this feels so good. This resonates with me so much. And uh, I took my time. I didn't really come out, but like I like snuck they and them pronouns into my bios and like <laughs> made little shrink plastic pens with they and them pronouns on them. And then eventually the, everyone the was soft like, opening of non-binary. Yeah. Yep. Then eventually everyone just like turned to me and was like, so is it they and them? And I'm like, y y yes, thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was my gender journey. I kind of I kind of tiptoed into it. That was how I had to take it. That's how I had to do it and it I just feel so good nowadays. Like when I stop and I'm like, "Wow, I'm non-binary and hot." I'm like, "Damn, this rocks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This absolutely yes. rocks. It's a good feeling. It is. And I just oh. uh I don't know. There's there's people who don't don't get down with the non-binary. They're like, what is that? Or that doesn't exist. And I'm like, hey, 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 you hush. I'm over here. I'm not hurting you. I'm wearing my chain necklace and my tie dye shirt. You leave me alone. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm chill. <laughs> We're just out here being hot. We're just vibing. Right. Yeah, and that's my dysphoria buster outfit. My my big bud press black tie-dye shirt and my chain necklace. Yeah, so was, that was literally the next thing I was going to ask you. <laughs> what I'm, a hot fit. Extremely yeah. good. <laughs> Non-binariness gives you psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are many skill trees once you uh, assume your non-binary gender. It's true. And by assume, I mean, figure it out if that's for you. I meant like put it on like a coat, like a wizard yes, coat. Yes, exactly. A quiet agenda. I've sorry, <laughs> I've been watching a bunch of uh, RPG animes and my brain is all fucked up because of Oh, it. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got so emotional listening to you talk about your gender journey. Thank you for sharing that. You're so welcome. That's beautiful. You have so many really great um, gender 
and pronoun pins in your Etsy shop too that I wanted to bring up. The phrase they as hell. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're so very welcome. I have the they as hell pin. I love it. Uh, it's great typography with like a bunch of flames in the background. A v- very good enamel pin. Um, you've also got the they them femme, which is so great. Doesn't mm. apply to me, so I don't have it. But next time I meet a cool they them femme, I know what I'm getting them. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, you've got a great gen- oh the gender fluid one too. I'm just looking at your shop right now, just like oh, grinning. Bless. There's so many good things in there. We're going to link all of this in the show notes, obviously. How do you, I mean, I'm saying this like rhetorically now because you've already explained in depth very graciously how you do all of this. But man, music (laughs) and art making and zine making and festival organizing and merch making and being they as hell and streaming got like 20 arms and the aura of an absolute god (laughs) thank you that's so funny because like i talked to my roommate my therapist and i'm like like at some point like i know it sounds like it is awesome to like try to do all the things but i do want to remind people that like you like some like sometimes you have a capacity you can only do so many things Sometimes I feel like I'm not getting anything done because I'm trying to do so many things. And people around me have been like, yes, because you are doing, you know, and they list off 15 things. And I'm like, huh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't feel like that when you're working on it because you've just got like the one thing in front of you and all the other things are just sort of floating slightly behind it. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Everyone else can see them, but you can't. Yeah, like, I went to a friend, and I was, I was just having a little bit of a bum day, and they were online, and I was like, do you mind if I talk to you about, like, a couple of feelings? And they were like, yeah, sure. And I was just like, I don't feel like I'm getting anything done. And he absolutely outed me. He was like, <laughs> he used, I think it's a Parks and Rec quote. He was like, don't half-ass a bunch of things. Whole-ass one thing. And I was like, man. <laughs> absolutely roasted me (laughs) but yeah it's uh definitely the scheduling in my brain and scheduling and i like i am covered in notes and post-its and calendars and stuff and deadlines and i just highly recommend that people try to organize a little bit if they can if it's their thing you know just kind of discover if it's your thing or not and it'll help you get more done than you previously thought possible (laughs) that's i gotta i gotta make more of an effort i gotta get back into the post-it noting on the bathroom mirror and also like like shooting the shit with friends and like if you ever want to talk about making merchandise like hello i'm here because i love (laughs) talking to my friends about when they're making merchandise or they have ideas or if they have an idea and they're not sure how to achieve it like like holla at me i will definitely figure it out Yeah, you've made acrylic charms and washi tape and pe- uh, paper, enamel pins, zines, lanyards and card carriers. I'm trying to think yeah. what else. <laughs> Have I missed anything? Stickers, obviously. Stickers. Yeah, you've got so much. It's amazing. Check yeah, out. Yeah, I just want to. Check out the shop. <laughs> yeah, I would love to help my friends to make their 
dreams and merch goals and ideas come true. And I just opened a Redbubble, and that's uh, because I used to. And this this goes hand in hand with what I was saying about like realize where your limits might be because I used to screen print t-shirts in my kitchen <laughs> and oh uh, it was awesome and fun. And it was like that personal touch to each and every one. Cause no one was the same, mm-hmm. but at the same time I was just like, this is super tiring. <laughs> like having oh, to yeah. bust out all the screen printing stuff and burn the screens and wash the screens and so on and so forth with no space. So I did just open a red bubble so people can get t-shirts of my, they, them designs because a lot of people requested them. And I was like, I really want to screen print them myself, but I got to let it go. I got to. Mm, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there before. I've done the same thing. I've, I have both gone the red bubble or not red bubble, but like a, you know, the online t-shirt route and the uh, doing it yourself and then being cursed to have a back stock of shirts that nobody bought in your apartment yep. for like three years. Oh my gosh. So, so well, sad. <laughs> it's yeah. That's the, the trials and tribulations and joys and sorrows of merch making, but it Absolutely. is fun to talk about and to do. <laughs> oh Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to plug? Anything that I we've somehow not covered on your uh, stone tablets of things that you do? <laughs> you have covered like everything. I think the only new thing I do now is TikTok. <laughs> and uh, I've yeah. made I've made one or I made two TikToks because I have one for Bad Attack, which is like my streaming and video game name, and Boy Monster, which is my art and like merchandise. So I have an account for each of those and I did a little little recording of me packing an order and I might do another one today and it's really interesting. I want to know what people would like to see on like TikTok because I'm brand new to TikTok. I didn't have space for it on my phone. So I just got a hand-me-down phone and it had space. So I got TikTok and I'm like, this world is amazing. Like, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so it's so fun and I, I wanted to hmm. ask you, have you like discovered witch talk? Like Yes, a little bit. <laughs> um it's it's really interesting. I I mean the uh the the witchcraft world I'm and I'm speaking like for the white western witchcraft world is what I'm referring to now. Mm-hmm. There's so just like ramp ooh, hi gravy. There's rampant misinformation on there. Mm-hmm. find people who aren't white witches to follow <laughs> um <laughs> i'm saying that as a white witch um i like if you see if you if you like see oh you know a tiktok of a white person talking about the practices of another culture just like don't even don't even just watch run. that don't <laughs> don't give it the, don't give it the screen time um like i've they're they're actual people like there's you know there's a a video of a a white witch talking about how tarot is a closed romani practice and then there was like that that got like a ton of views and shares way more so than the videos of actual romani peoples who were like tarot is not a closed practice please stop saying stuff like this because you're just making you're putting words in our mouth. Like, 
Don't do that. Right. Don't do that. So yeah, just, uh, I don't know. Don't (laughs) careful about what you're like blindly internalizing. There's definitely been some stuff where I'm like, I got to look this up. I got to look this up. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel the same way. Thankfully, um, I've, I've always been a type of person to do my own research like you. So yeah, I just like, I want to look that up later. Oh, yeah, it's it's something I had to get better about because I wasn't I internalized a ton of stuff early on. So I have a lot of I have a lot of work to do, but it's a never ending journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You always learn. Yep. It's constant yeah. education. Oh, my God. I think the sun just came out. I just got so excited. Oh, is, is it gray and miserable over there today? It's super windy. I'm sure you've been able to hear it in the background, but it's not. Let me check. Let me check. It's not raining. It's just windy as heck. But yeah. I actually had another us. question I wanted to ask Hell yeah. you. Um, so as a person who religiously checks on projects that I've heard of, um, are there any current projects that you're working on or current comics or zines or anything like that? Oh my goodness. How dare you? Um, yes. <laughs> there- <laughs> There is, there is one that I've been working on. Um, it's supposed to have been done like three years ago, but I'm being horrible about it and just doing freelance stuff instead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called. Uh, there's one called Upstairs Middle Door, so that's gonna be the next, the next big one for me, and it's gonna be put out by Disquette. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, I always have trouble describing my comics. It's about being being young and dating i guess it's about two guys it's kind of like about i guess a a tinder sort of date (laughs) it's yeah that's like that's the best way i can describe it i guess is just about like being being young and going on a a date and by date i mean a hookup It's not, that's it's not so a date. that's so good yeah, yeah I, don't, I remember it doesn't really have a plot i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's it's still thing, good a, it's a, a thing that i'm drawing i'm excited for it i'm so excited thank you i remember being so excited when night hag came out and um oh. i i absolutely am just a huge fan of my friends and a huge fan of like people when I like their work. So I remember constantly checking protein presses, uh, website for when it was out and before oh they God. even got to announce it, I bought it. You're ridiculous. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll have to send you the roughs then. Oh yeah. <laughs> Since you're, giving me such a big head right now (laughs) (laughs) um what are you working on i know you've got something yeah i got i got some stuff brewing um i was lucky enough to be accepted into the nectar anthology which is a anthology of non-binary and trans feminine people and it's adult comics so i'm making my first spicy adult comic which will be published and i will have to hide from my father uh Mm. (laughs) but uh yeah both of my main characters are trans and just a little uh um so it's about kind of like spirituality 
as well as, you know, the adult aspect of the comics. So Mm -hmm. my character, my main character, Aspen, is a priestess of a village and she works very hard. And her partner, Slate, volunteers to help her go clean a temple. But then they start talking about, you know, do you remember why this temple is important to us? Yeah, it's where we first kissed. And then it gets down and dirty, hot and spicy. So that's my story. (laughs) And I'm working on it. And uh, there's going to be a Kickstarter later this year. Um, The Nectar Anthology has a sibling anthology, I believe, called Ambrosia, which is trans masculine and non-binary people that came out previously. Oh, hell yeah. And so, yeah, I'm in that. Uh, I'm working on a couple of commissions. Um, Because I started doing Twitch streaming, uh, I had one person approach me saying, will you draw my emotes? And then other people like their emotes and they asked me to draw their emotes. So I've drawn like a ton of emotes (laughs) and that's so much fun. And so I'm always uh, doing emote commissions and I really want to make a new zine because it's just been because I haven't been going to zine fest. It's been so long since I made a zine. So I want to make something short and snappy and good. So I've been just like rolling in my head and writing down a couple ideas. So hopefully I can make a zine soon and just throw it up on Gumroad, throw it up in the shop, see if anyone, you know, is interested in it. And that's about it for now. Wait, let me double check. Let me look at my. (laughs) Okay, that's about it for now. There's like I'm making a comic to submit to a magazine, but I don't know if it will get in the magazine. If not, I'll publish it myself. And the last thing is I'm working with my friend Kari and Kari is, has written a comic about her bisexuality and we Mm -hmm. tried to get into an anthology with it, but it was not accepted, which is fine, but we still really want to make it. So we're going to work on that after I get, done with a couple other things and we're gonna make the bisexuality comic so yeah i'm just staying busy just keeping the gears moving (laughs) the busiest person i know damn (laughs) it is so so funny (laughs) (laughs) the interruption episode (laughs) i was just gonna say it's funny no i'm also the worst I was just going to say it's funny because you think you're not doing much and then you talk to someone else and they're like, you're busy. And it's like, what? Me? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me? Busy? I don't know her. Don't know her. (laughs) Thank you for taking time out of your meticulously scheduled schedule. (laughs) And I'm so sorry that we had to push back a week and that Casey was gone. Casey, stop throwing up. Yeah, Casey, please. I just hope whatever it is that you made this deal with a dark entity for, I hope it was worth it. I hope time will tell and it'll be the best. I mean, yeah, it's not easy being warlocks, but (laughs) here here we are. Here we are. Thank you, Yasmin, for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for joining with us. Um, I hope you enjoyed this interview with another super hot, cool trans non-binary person. Um, we're going to post links to the plethora of stuff that Yasmin does. <laughs> Where can people find you online? You can find me at Boymonsta on Instagram, Bad Attack with two Ks on Twitter, and also Bad Attack with two Ks on Instagram for my gaming content. 
And my Twitch stream is twitch.tv slash badattack with two Ks. Thank you so much. And we will talk about some cool trans shit again next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.